Okay, you're listening to the X42 Report. My name is not Dave, and this is episode 2BN. Have you thought about college? A glass breaker and a cell phone charger. That's why I like the Patriot flashlight. Now let's get into political and geopolitical news. That's Dave from X22 Report. My opium dealer. Whenever I feel down because I think there's just too much fake, phony falseness, I go listen to Dave. He's still holding out hope that Trump's going to be back in the White House sometime in the next few months. I'd like to think so, too. From everything I see, anything's fucking possible, man. I mean, there's got to be a reason why uh, half of our armed forces are in Washington, D.C. right now, surrounding federal buildings, you know? Yeah, anyway. So first of all, I had everything set up last night to uh, publish first episode of season two of The Disaffected Cynic. That's me. Yeah, and I had to submit it for review because I had used three songs, uh, an intro, an outro, and an intermission, if you will. So because I used those songs, they would the, the episode would only be available on Spotify, therefore denying a large percentage of my audience the uh, opportunity to listen. So I took one for the team, man. Rather than, you know, being able to have a real production value with, uh, you know, good songs to entice a chemical reaction in your brain, which indirectly would affect your mood, which would, uh, you know, accentuate the other content that was available in this episode in my podcast. But, yeah, besides that, I... uh, I advertised over on Gab, and much to my uh, pleasure this morning, I saw that someone had actually, uh, it looked like they had seen the post on Gab, went over to uh, whatever platform they listened on, came back to Gab, and reposted it. And fortunately, that particular account has uh, several thousand followers so hopefully you know that's how organic things work as opposed to me going <clears throat> to another social media platform that we won't mention here where they would sell you fake accounts to boost your fucking uh, what they call it, exposure <clears throat> yeah so i mean you know as far as i'm concerned at some point in time after you know, they've ran off anyone with a dissenting opinion over on Twitters. It's going to be Jack Dorsey, his fucking uh, multi-million dollar uh, complex filled with fucking humanoids and uh, Twitter with no one to interact with but a bunch of fucking created accounts that um, they'll probably start censoring those as well. You know, the ones where someone would tweet out some long screed and 
the first uh, several replies. Thank you for such a thoughtful and interesting post. <coughs> yeah, that's another comment. Sides too, you know, discus was one of them. I was unceremoniously removed from there, I believe. Anyway, I'm back. I'm looking at a number of things going on. I'm shuddering in fear. Not really, though. That's the key to life, not being afraid. Actually, I think it was Thomas Jefferson that said, the art of life is the art of avoiding pain. I thought that was very profound. Of course, in the context I saw it in, he used it as a uh, slick maneuver to try to get an Abigail uh, Adams, I guess, up under <laughs> Abigail Adams' long dress. Yeah, it was uh, interesting. I, again, going back to a previous episode, uh, I watched that series John Adams on HBO. It's a good... I enjoyed it. So yeah, AOC. Hashtag F-A-O-C. Man, this gal, you know, for all of her, uh, you know, attributes like uh, decent face, nice bone structure, amazing mammaries, svelte, so she has pretty healthy hair. I know those are all outward things, but that seems to be all that she is, like a, a you know empty vessel of vapid sociopathy, man. I mean, yeah. Unfortunately, I've dated and cohabitated with women like that. Former bartenders who went on to greater, more illustrious things like becoming lawmakers. <laughs> you know, I'm going to misspeak here because I don't know the, the specifics, but, um, you know, just to postulate, I would say that, like, AOC's district in New York and the borough of Brooklyn, excuse me, probably, what, 20, 30, 50,000 people at the most. So I would think that it, she probably got six, 7,000 votes to get in office. And there she is. <sighs> Expelling her vitriol that affects, has an impact, a societal impact. Where not only are we trying to make sense of what she said, we're trying to determine whether or not she's actually sane enough to be voted into office. But then again, you know, we've got other issues, probably more important positions to be concerned about the current occupancy. But no, it's unfortunate. It's like I told my, my friend last night. Uh, yeah, I don't think she's going away. From what I've seen, it looks like, you know, she's just going to, win every election hands down from here on out till eventually she's the speaker of the house I would presume she looks like the likely successor to old Nan Pelosi who was raised Catholic and encourages everyone to go hug a Chinese come down to Chinatown don't be a xenophobe come down to Chinatown hug a Chinese that was at the onset of the pandemic 
around this time last year, I guess. I don't know. Whenever the Chinese New Year is. That's when she ran down to Chinatown in uh, her district. You know, they probably went through with a, some type of front-end loader and scooped up all the human excrement so that she could tour the Chinese New Year Festival. Well, the president at the time was in a coronavirus task force press junket announcing his travel restrictions from China, referring to, it as, referring to it as the China virus. Well, I just realized this, this episode is probably going to be shit-canned. But anyway, you know, that's how we operate. It's kind of like my friend of mine who uh, recently discovered that he has low T. So he went to his doctor and uh, got some tests and put on testosterone treatment. Back in the day, we would just call that using roids, where you would find a big dude in the locker room with huge traps and back acne and go, hey man, do you know where I could find something? And he would get a box, similar to the one my friend received in the mail, with uh, various forms of Hormones and derivatives with delivery methods like syringes and creams, and all under the guide and care of a low T treatment specialist. Fuck, I don't know. I just know that he said his last shipment was delayed by the snowstorm down in Texas because his uh, his treatment came from a pharmacy in Houston. Probably the same place that uh, put out all the roids in the 80s and 90s that, you know, all the gym rats were jacking up on. Since I'm here, I will digress. As I've told, or as I used to tell young aspiring bodybuilders and weightlifting enthusiasts back in the 80s and again into the 90s, I don't know if Muscle and Fitness Magazine is still even in existence, but... Back in the day, they would have these, uh, you know, amazing workouts that these champion bodybuilders were doing where they would uh, hit their biceps in the morning and then go and eat 8,000 calories and sleep for three hours and then come back and hit their biceps again. And I tried to explain to people that you simply can't do that unless you're on steroids, you know, 24 to 48 hours for the muscle to recuperate so that you can put it under duress again for resistance training, but... Muscle and Fitness is highlighting a workout from the current or former Mr. Olympia that, you know, delineates the uh, (laughs) hitting a bicep twice in one day or any muscle group for that matter. Again, it's possible if you're, you know, filled with horse hormones or a derivative of synthetic uh, human growth hormone, or perhaps even an organic one. Who knows? I mean, you know, you probably find some adrenochrome on fucking Craigslist these days. Yeah. Anyway, that might be a good segment. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Perhaps peruse the morning headlines, go over on Gap, see what kind of action I've got from those uh, engaging, informing, and amusing memes that I posted this morning. So, yeah, um, I guess hang around. I would play a song here for you, but uh, I'm not going to uh, 
compromise my content for Spotify. Unlike other podcasters who will remain unmentioned, Joe Rogan. And we're back. Yeah, I went over to Gab, checked it out. Got some good action going over there. It's probably where you should be. Perhaps you are there now listening to me and enjoying those entertaining, informative memes and gifts. Yeah, anyway, AOC, you know, whatever. She's fucking with Texas. Enough said. However, uh, I think I have an analogy that you may be able to use to transpose over a lot of what you're seeing now that could, you know, give you a baseline. Well, it works for me. Well, let me put it that way. You know, where I try to operate from, when I get confused about things, I just go back to, you know, root root cause analysis, root cause indicators. Yeah, if I hear or see something that, you know, I can't process immediately, then I revert back to good and evil. So is that good or evil? Um, That seems evil, so I don't think I'm going to avoid that. And, um, yeah, where was I going with this? Good and evil. Oh, yeah, so... I go all the way back to the um, 2016 election. It's where it started. After the former first lady lost and didn't concede and started all the wild accusations that took four years and millions of tax dollars, possessed every news cycle and You know, nothing really came of it. But anyway, what I'm getting at is, um, and forgive me if you've heard this before from me, but yeah, it just, it all looked like a divorce to me. And it still does. Uh, Hopefully it's a peaceful dissolution. I mean, it's been pretty, uh, you know, ugly to this point. But, you know, there still doesn't need to be bloodshed. The Civil War scenario or the boogaloo. The cool kids are talking about, yeah, whatevs. Anyway, um, you know, as it is here in the United States, most people are either directly or indirectly affected by divorce. You know, children of divorce, uh, they have been divorced, uh, friends who are divorced, spouses, you get the idea. Anyway, you know, all cases are unique, but overall, in my experience, and it's vast, um, yeah, divorces seem to go like this. Let's, let's, again, let's transpose this to what's happening in current events here in the United States, political and geopolitical, if you will. Yeah, so, you know, the first election was like uh, a hearing and dad got custody, Regardless of what mom said, dad got custody. And it seemed like everybody wanted to go with dad. I mean, there were the younger ones, the younger kids that are still on the proverbial tit, 
And they believed everything mom was saying about dad. They weren't old enough to make their own decisions. So, yeah, after four years of being with dad and pretty much, you know, getting to do whatever we want and having a super hot new stepmom, um, 2020 came along. We had to go back to court for custody. And, you know, as it is, we kind of ended up with mom again. I mean, it's a it's a mystery to me why. Mr. Biden didn't run in 2016, coming out of the administration. You know, he should have had all that momentum. But no, he didn't. He acquiesced to the former Secretary of State and former First Lady. Let her go at it. And then she couldn't get the job done. Uh, Joe Biden came back to, uh, you know, use the force on Orange man bad. Yeah, so this is what I see, especially with this last, uh, in the second impeachment trial. I'm stomaching as much of it as I can, listening to however many witnesses there were with their emotional, fabricated, delusional, and sickening testimonies. So, yeah, it, this is the way I see divorces going down usually. So, you know, they, there's a, an amicable decision that they should be divorced. So they go into the court system and he's like, hey, yeah, you know, I'd like to have my truck, enough money to get an apartment and see my kids, whatever, at least a couple times a month. And, you know, that's my dog. So I would like to take my dog with me. Her position is she deserves everything. He deserves nothing. She wants the kids, the truck, all of his money, and the dog. And when that doesn't work, then she says that he abused her. And when that doesn't work, then she says that he abused the children and stole, misused money, and he has drug addictions and cheated on her. And then when that doesn't work, she plays her card that he molested their children. And he's fucked. Literally. I mean, I, I've seen it. And it's unfortunate. I saw it levied against uh, uh, at least a, a good social acquaintance of mine in a previous life. And he was a doting father. and A dutiful provider. An excellent father as far as I'm concerned. Uh, as far as a husband, what I came to learn is, you know, he had his dalliances. He traveled and he took advantage of that, you know, being the Lothario that he was. But meanwhile, at home, his wife was gaining, uh, you know, 10 pounds a month over the course of a couple of years and slowly turned into a uh, bloated pig and showed her true colors when they uh, decided to dissolve their marriage after he had disproven all of the false accusations made against him by her and provided plenty of evidence that he had never been inappropriate with either of his daughters. You know, things ended up working out, but the damage was done. And that's what's happening now, as far as I'm concerned. What the uh, end result is going to be, who knows? One can only pontificate. And I have my ideas and suspicions, but, yeah, you know, again, it's never as bad as it seems. I mean, you know, the world didn't end when 
Bush took over. It didn't end when Obama took over, and it didn't end when Trump took over. So as bad as it seems, and it seems pretty fucking bad down here in Texas right now. Apparently, from what I've heard, Joe Biden has affected the weather and is punishing us for having not supported his uh, agenda. So, having said all that, I think we'll call this episode two, wrap things up, spend the rest of the day uh, anxiously monitoring the analytics to see how my voice is being, uh, I don't know, I should say my voice, how my content is being um, received. So, having said that, uh, again, hang in there. To quote uh, Sergeant Cobert, stay frosty and carry on.